Welcome back. It's season two of the Coffee and Chi podcast. This is Lori Lachan. I'm coming to you from our little cabin drive through in Stevenson, Washington, in the magical Columbia River Gorge. Here we specialize in coffee and food with an essential oil twist. Seven years ago, I began the journey of transforming my life with pure and powerful essential oils. I now educate others worldwide about amazing plant medicine. Essential oils are energetic powerhouses, and my journey has led me to learn more and more about the many energetic healing modalities that we all have to choose from. So the more I learned, the more questions that I had. I want this to be easy for you, so I bring you a plethora of natural healing alternatives so you can be empowered in your home. You can create your toolbox of self-care and wellness for you and your family. So let's get back to listening to our bodies. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Welcome to episode 19 of the Coffee and Tea podcast. As we adjust to a new normal in our world, I will continue to encourage everyone to explore the many tools within the realm of energy healing. How well are you in tune with your body and your feelings? What are you feeling right now? If you simply put one hand over your heart and the other hand over your belly, take a few deep breaths and just listen to your heart for just a moment. How do you feel right now? Are you feeling grounded or do you have a million things racing around in your head? (laughs) Most of us are familiar with meditation and mindfulness and ways to calm our nervous system, ways to become more in tune with our bodies and our emotions. And the more we practice being still and calm, the more we notice that we can feel an entire balancing of our body systems emotionally and physically. And with society's overwhelming use of pharmaceuticals to try to calm the nervous system, this comes with numerous side effects. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just balance our systems without introducing harmful chemicals to our body? So medication, definitely it has its place. And if you have a choice though, and if you can use natural tools, there's many out there, so why not give them a try? So many of the energy healing techniques can be done simply at home or with things that you already have around you. So last summer in Hood River, Oregon, I found an invite to what was called a healing touch class with Jess Smith at the Red Barn. How cool does that sound? (laughs) And it was indeed a beautiful, beautiful place, a beautiful Red Barn. Um, She lives just outside of Hood River, Oregon, and as I drove out there through the rolling hills and then through, you know, farms and orchards, it was so beautiful, and then you end up in this spot where there's this beautiful um, farm and red barn, and if you have been to Hood River, you know it's near the Columbia River, and it's known there for fruit orchards and wineries, and Um, Of course, Hood River has an incredible view of the spectacular Mount Hood. If you've never seen that, it's quite a sight. It's a beautiful place. And I'm so blessed to live, I live about 30 minutes from this beautiful place. 
So I had heard of Healing Touch before, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And so I attended this mini workshop and I received a treatment and I learned how to give one. And it was one of the most calming and just peaceful experiences. And to also have this experience of Healing Touch in this beautiful setting, it was, it was really quite an experience. But if you get a chance to ever go to the Red Barn, please do. It looks like an older Red Barn with one side of it completely open, and it just looks out to the farm. And I was there also um, in like early evening. It was it was really beautiful. Um, and the class was on the second floor of the barn, so we had to climb up a wooden ladder to get up to the top. And it was just an, a, an awesome experience. So I'm sure that there are other forms of healing touch, but the mini class that I experienced, it reminded me a lot of Reiki. Um, we use the energy from our hands to move over a person's body to provide them like a, a balancing or energy clearing. So it reminded me kind of of, if you remember a long time ago <laughs> when I was a child in the Karate Kid movie, when the trainer just placed his hands over the character played by Ralph Macchio um, and it provided some healing to him at one point. You might remember that. That's what it reminds me of. But when we performed the treatment on someone, we looked for energy blocks in the person's, um, I believe it was the auric field and the energy fields moving through the chakras. And it's really cool how you can actually sense this without touching someone. And we also used a pendulum, which Jess talks about here in this episode, but the pendulum would like find the blocks too. And then we provided an energy healing to find um, that energy and help release the blocks. So if you're getting a treatment, you simply, you just lie flat and you relax. And I was treated and I had such an awesome feeling of calm and balance when I was done and it's super relaxing. But Jess is going to talk a little bit more about this and how we can actually bring ourselves into balance too, because we can do energy healing, um, well, healing touch ourselves as well. So I hope you enjoy getting to know Jess. Jess is such an awesome woman. She's very adventurous, um, but she's also got this, such a peacefulness about her too. If you ever get to spend time with her, she just like calms everyone in the space <laughs> um, just by being her. So please go to her website and see all of her many talents. Besides being a world traveler and civil engineer, she is also a yoga instructor, energy healer, and artist. And I want to ask her about all the countries that she's lived in. She's traveled all over. And if Jess brings you value today, please drop her a message and let her know how she's impacted you today. If you know someone that would enjoy this podcast, please share with others and share the power and the simplicity of energy healing. The world really needs this right now. So before we go on, please get out an uplifting citrus oil today. Put a drop in your hand, put your palms together and rub the, your palms together and then put the, um, your palms over your face and breathe in three deep breaths and just take that in. Do you know that it's almost impossible to feel a negative feeling and smell the scent of orange? <laughs> so remember that when you're feeling low, you can just raise your vibration with some citrus essential oils. So let's meet Jess. 
Hello, Jess. Hi, how are you, Lori? How are you doing? Doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks, Lori. Um, yeah, having to do some shelter in place, which is a different reality, uh, but there's a lot of components of my life that are able to stay the same with living on a farm and stuff. So, yeah. So, can I ask you, what do you have in your coffee cup this morning? This morning, I actually have two different coffee cups. So, I've got a ginger green tea, which I love to drink. Mm. And I also have a fruit smoothie. Um, and what goes into my fruit smoothie drinks typically are frozen mixed berries and a little sprig of ginger, some spinach, and maybe some other stuff I have like carrots or garlic or lemon, and some, some yogurt. So that's what I'm drinking Yum. right now. What a great way to start the day. Are you getting all those berries from your farm? I wish, but we're not actually. <laughs> but we do have some strawberries growing right now. But the blueberries, we don't have any blueberry bushes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually, um, I grabbed it. I made a fresh juice. And I actually put a little drop of celery seed oil in it. I've been wanting to try it for a while. It's really yummy. <laughs> it's really good. So. <laughs> that's, I, that's awesome. I haven't tried it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So. I would just love for everyone to know a little bit more about you. Um, you've had such an incredible journey in your, in your short life. I mean, you're, you're young. Um, but can you share with us kind of your journey to um, coming to, to bring energy healing to the world? I'd love to. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess for context, I can reveal my age. I'm 34 yeah. and, um, <laughs> and yeah, so I practice energy healing and I was, um, I was certified and trained in, in, um, healing beyond borders and the technique is called healing touch. And so I just, uh, refer to it as energy healing cause that's what it is. Um, but I actually was introduced to healing touch when I was about seven years old. And so I've got a twin sister who um, was going into renal failure. And so one of the, the avenues my parents turned to in helping her deal with um, all of the things that go into a diagnosis like that was uh, healing touch. And so it became part of my awareness when I was younger. And I had it done on myself once when I was really young. And I remember it feeling like very interesting. And then I had it done for the second time when I was about 22 or so. And at that time, I was going through a really drawn out, difficult time. It was, I'd, I'd call it a depression from a, a loved one passing away. And it was just a cloud I couldn't really shake. And so I turned to a friend who practiced healing touch and I had a session done on me. And I get, like I said, that was the second time I've done it. And I felt so incredibly different um, an hour after I left the session from when I arrived at the session. I felt like a light switch had just flipped and I was back to myself and I felt like the excitement of life. And I just felt incredibly different. And so the curious minded nature of myself wouldn't let me just let it go and accept it. I was, I had to learn about it and why did that happen and what was going on. And so that's when I began um, learning as much as I could and um, going through the different five level classes that, that compose a healing touch certification. 
And um, I guess I started that journey of the formalized classes um, when I was 23, maybe I was 24. And then I finished them, I think I must have been 28 or so. And, um, and now I offer it to anybody who is interested, um, whether it's formal for payment or out of curiosity and just a friendly exchange. So anyways, that's a long story of, of kind of how it came into my life. That's so interesting though. I, I didn't realize that it had been around for so long. I mean, I've only recently heard of it. Mm -hmm. So you took the training. Is it, mm -hmm. Do you know like historically, has it been around for a really long time? Um, no, actually, it hasn't been around for a really long time. It's the same sort of um, energy therapy as Reiki, but it is different. It's also similar to therapeutic touch, which came around before healing touch. But healing touch was um, coined by a nurse. Uh, and I need to look it up. I believe it was Janet Menteng. Mm -hmm. um, but she was a nurse, I think it was about in the 1980s that she formalized these practices into its own context and its own name that she then called Healing Touch. And that then started um, a nonprofit, which originally was called Healing Touch International. And then just a few years ago, maybe it was five or 10 years ago, Healing Touch International had a branch off as well. So then it became Healing Beyond Borders, which has um, the healing touch techniques that I practice, but it's ever evolving. And then you are also a yoga instructor? I am, yeah. And I turned to yoga. I remember it was my freshman year of college. I saw a flyer and it said like free yoga to students and it just jumped out at me. And I remember thinking, oh, this is so cool. I, I really want to know what this is. And then I went to all the free classes I could. And I went through a formal 200 hour yoga teacher training certification. And that just was, it was um, really re replenishing of my soul, especially when education can be so mentally engaging instead of soul engaging. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really good and important element to my daily or my weekly practice when I was in college just to get out of my head literally and back into my body. Well, and is there something else energetically that you're doing that I'm not aware of? Because I know you have so many <laughs> different talents. Um, <laughs> you know, everything has an energetic component. <laughs> um, I, get, I, I love to play music and I can feel the energy when I do that. And I love to paint and I can feel the energy when I do that. But I'd say formally yoga and healing touch are the two modalities that I dabble in. I did not know you were such an awesome artist. I was really, I was looking through your artwork on your website and it's beautiful. You use such vibrant colors, like everything just brings me joy. It's, Thank you so much. You do really great work. Thank wow. you. <laughs> I was looking at your resume online. <laughs> you do so many things, have done so many things. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, you have a Guinness World Record? You're a Guinness World Record holder? I do. <laughs> do you have two of them? Did I see two? I do. I have two. And um, one is formally, I guess, probably in the 2020 Guinness Book. And the other one is still going through like the kind of long um, a, a process that they do in order to check it and make sure it's legitimate. So one is, is good to go. The other one's still in the works. 
And so what is bike bog snorkeling? Yeah, mountain bike bog snorkeling. So that was a really lovely, spontaneous trip my partner and I took to Wales in 2018. And we went to this tiny, one of the tiniest towns in Wales called Clanutud Wells, Wales. And um, they host these wacky alternative Olympic games all weekend. It's like a long weekend as well. So there's tons and tons of different events happening. And mountain bike bog snorkeling was one of them. And that's when you get on a mountain bike and you already are wearing like this weighted down jacket and a weighted belt. And you're on this mountain bike that also has weights on it. You're wearing a helmet and you have this snorkel. And then you go, you, you go on this bike and it, it plunges downward into a bog. And the bog water comes up to your mouth, which is why you have a snorkel on. And you're supposed to pedal the bike um, you know, a distance of, I'm bad at estimating, I would say a distance of 30 yards or so. So not too long, but it is long. And, and a, maybe 20 yards. So you bike at a distance and then to go around the pole and you bike it back. And um, I happen to do really well. And I promise you, I've never done that before, but um, <laughs> I broke a Guinness world record while doing it. And um and it was so hilarious and random and, and quite funny, yeah. It seems like it'd be really hard, too. Oh yeah, kind of hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So you yeah. do all of these things. I mean, I'm not even going over everything. Like, um, but you, you have a civil engineer background, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and you're an artist and all of these great things. And um, how does your energy healing um, kind of come together with all that you do. Yeah, definitely. So um, the energy healing, when I, when I practice energy healing, when I teach yoga, when I do it myself, when I do energy healing on myself or offer it to others, it is what brings me back to my center. It brings me back to my root. It brings me back to my calmness and my stillness. And without that component of me, I couldn't nearly do as much as I do because it would probably begin to feel like a lot. But all of the energy work really allows you to reconnect with yourself, to shed away all of, all of perhaps the congestion or the, or the elements that are kind of sticking to your energy. So you clean out your energy, you reconnect to your core, you, you ground down through your core, and it allows everything else around you to just be very, well, you're very still and everything around you is easier to take in or easier to observe or easier to understand. And so what it does for me is that it, it provides that really healthy, calm home base from which I can navigate through any of these other things that I choose to take on or choose to do. It, um, yeah, it makes everything more possible in a way that is um, calm and harmonious and stimulating and fun instead of overwhelming, overstressed too much, you know, just instead of it feeling very different. Well, it sounds like there's like such a huge need for that in the world right now. So many people to explore this. Oh my Absolutely. Goodness. Now, healing touch, is this something that you can do on yourself or by yourself? Do you have to have a practitioner? You can definitely do it on yourself. And um, 
there, I do it on myself in the mornings. Um, it's, it's, as you learn healing touch, then you can begin to work on your grounding, work on your clearing. You can do different techniques on yourself that are quick or take longer, just kind of whatever you have available. Um, but typically when I offer, when I do a healing on a, on a client, at the end of it, if it's appropriate, I, I definitely teach them how to do some of this on themselves so they can do it themselves and um, channel energy into places that need it. Um, and a lot of this journey of healing touch is also, well, healing touch or yoga. I mean, yoga is also very much working with energy modality. But a lot of it is becoming more aware of the energy and how it's moving in your body. Now, I know when, um, when I went to your workshop on Healing Touch, there were some different tools that we used. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to talk about some of those tools that, um, that are helpful in Healing Touch? Sure. You might have to remind me if you remember one in particular. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a few that I, I think about. Well, I remember, um, well, I, of course, you know, I'm super into essential oils. And so I always think of like energy and essential oils. So you can use essential oils, right? Um, you had um, crystals. Um, True. <clears throat> and did you, I'm trying to think, did you use the sound bowl? I probably did. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then you used um, pendulum. Pendulum, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was super cool. <laughs> Definitely. So it sounds like um, those are all, I'd say, extra tools that you could use. So rocks, um, rocks hold different energy. Uh, essential oils hold different energy. Um, even, even pieces of wood. Like I, I, I am someone who will go on a walk outside and I'll end up with like twigs and leaves and rocks and stuff. And I'll just, uh, you know, I'll put it with my collection of stuff because everything has a little, has a type of energy yeah. and it contributes to a session, including the sound from a sound bowl or the sound from Tibetan bells or the sound just from singing. Um, and then there's the pendulum you talked about as well. And that's, um, that's a different kind of tool. It does have its own energy, but the pendulum is more um, in order to see, um, to see what is ha happening in an area. And that, what I mean by that is a pendulum will swing. It'll swing in a circle. It'll just swing back and forth, or it'll just hold still. And that's really just providing a visual element to what's happening on an energetic level. And so those are all different um, tools that can be used within a practice of healing touch. Um, and what, what's a tool that someone, or what's a technique that someone can do on themselves? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, a grounding technique is so incredibly helpful for everybody because, and I say that because most people don't actually ground very well and, you know, it's, it's a product of many things, one of which could be just being very intellectually stimulated. <clears throat> Simply for that matter, you probably are not grounding as well. Um, and there's many different ways you can improve grounding um, through working in the garden because you're literally interacting with the earth and the ground and that is grounding you better. Um, I've been just seeing that so much lately, the, the power of earthing and yeah. the earth and the dirt and how, yeah, yeah 
it just seems like that's coming up a lot right now for me. Totally. So cool. <laughs> yeah. And then the chakra color associated with grounding is red. And so you could even go buy yourself some red socks or wear red shoes or, you know, something red, an element that is red. Um, you could use a, a vetiver essential oil or some sort of a woody, a woody sort of smell essential oil is so powerful to pull you down. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a visual, there's many different um, meditation visualizations that you could do. Um, and I guess one that I would suggest is just taking a comfortable seat and resting your, if you, if you can, crossing your legs, resting your hands on your knees and closing your eyes, just connecting inward to your center core, almost as though there's a string going from the crown of your head down and connecting to that center core. And then you can begin to feel whether it's making any movements and then begin to move with that movement. And so when I feel it in my body, the movement that my body wants to make is going in a circle. And mm -hmm. the trunk of my body is just moving in a circle. And then allowing that to be accentuated as you direct your breath towards the floor and, and visualize the energy running downward. So just sitting in with that movement and that visualization will help move your energy downward so that you're connecting and you're charging your base, which is your grounding. And this is something that people can use also, you know, if they're looking for to enhance their health, right? I mean, like maybe Definitely. if they're dealing with some kind of health issue, this is a great practice also. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is great because when you're able to ground well, then your energy is naturally connecting to and discharging anything that's excess back into the earth and you're letting it go. And so it's incredibly helpful because especially in a time when <clears throat> you feel like perhaps your daily patterns are off kilter because you have to stay at home or you can't see your friends or whatnot, um, you might get a buildup of feeling frustrated or feeling lonely or feeling agitated. And those feelings, if they build up, you know, they, you, you end up like a chart, a shaken up a caffeinated beverage or something just really really you know full of excess emotion and by grounding you're able to discharge it better you don't have to hold on to it but it has an avenue to release mm -hmm. and so grounding is incredibly helpful for your health not only is it um, a way for you to release what is excess but it's also providing you with the strength and the support to be able to stand up a little, I'm going to say a little taller, but not necessarily literally, but to feel like you have more support. So when you stand, you might feel a little lighter because you've grounded more effectively. And so you can feel that support within your system energetically to feel a little lighter as you stand tall. So powerful. Yeah. So Jess, is there something that you would suggest or that you do to, that people could start using right away in their, their daily practice? Sure. Um, it's something that I use in my daily practice and um, it sets 
my mood and it um, affects my whole day uh, right from the very beginning. And so every day when I wake up, my eyes are opening. I am aware that I am waking up. Um, the first thing I do is I just begin breathing deeply. And I haven't moved. I haven't gotten out of bed. I haven't sat up. It's as though I'm in Shavasana at the end of meditation and I am getting ready to arise from the end of my practice. And so when I wake up, I just become aware of my breaths, become aware that I'm getting ready for my day. And I begin to by feeling every part of my body. And by feeling every part of my body, I am encouraging the energy to start running through my whole body. And so I'm wake, I'm, I'm, I'm advising my whole body and telling my whole body, I'm going to begin using you today. We're going to start doing stuff and it's ready. And I also tune into, I just sit still after I'm, I'm running energy through my body and I'm breathing and I've awoken my whole body. And then I just sit and I take in the day and I take in the feelings and I tap into what the day feels like it's going to be. What if it feels like it's, well, whatever it's going to feel like. This morning, when I was taking in the day, what I noticed was like glittery gold. For some reason, the elements of today felt like it was going to be um, aligned with glittery gold. Uh, yesterday, when I was taking in the day, it aligned with feeling like it was very open and smooth and calm, kind of like... Um, I don't know, kind of like a, a chick hatch, hatching from an egg or something, mm -hmm. like the newness and the openness, but calm. And so it, it makes me feel connected. It makes me feel aware of what I'm getting into, aware of my body and how I'm connecting to it. And uh, then when I do sit up and I get out of bed, I take a big inhale, arms up, and I might go through a few sal sun salutations. I might not depends on what time I have, but um, I've, already, I've already prepared my body and greeted the day so that it feels like I'm not, I'm not waking up to an alarmed alarm clock or anything yeah. like that. I'm, I'm pr being present at the beginning of my day in a very different way that feels more holistic, more grounded, and more aware, which I think caters to being centered in yourself and gr grounded with where you're at and what you're doing. What a great practice. I'm sure the more you do it, the more it just, the more grounded you get over time. I think so. And it's quite cool to pick up and tune into how different the days can feel. Like when you just, you're, you're aware to listening and receiving whatever it feels like the day is and how different they, they can be. It's oh, kind of neat. Now, do you follow the moon cycles? I'm aware of them for sure. You do you notice uh, the feelings change, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then do you have an evening routine as well? Yes. And, and so actually in the morning, I will, I love doing yoga and it depends on how much time I have, but I love doing some yoga or some Tai Chi in the morning. But as you said, as you asked about the evening, um, likewise, if I have time, I will do some yoga, but if not, I, I will at least spend some time in the barn on our property, just meditating and being by myself and connecting with what's around me. Um, cause it's very, 
healing and it allows me to let go of anything that may have built up during the day and just reconnect with myself. And, and as I said, I, I will incorporate yoga um, when I have the time to do it, which, um, yeah, I guess just depends on the day. But I love spending some time in the barn because it's very healing and centering and calming for me. One of the most beautiful places ever, I think. <laughs> it's so amazing. The Red Barn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just a beautiful space that you have. So if someone wanted to work with you, how would they connect with you? Let's see. Well, I do have a web page that publicizes um, just kind of what energy healing is and what I can offer with energy healing therapy and services. And um, a lot of this is, uh, a lot of what's advertised is doing a therapeutic session in person, but it's not the only way it has to be offered, which I guess I'm bringing up especially now because of social distancing. Um, there's plenty of energy healing sessions I do that is distance work. And so the way that is set up is, you know, first you have a phone call in order to uh, get information, exchange information on kind of what is um, feeling off or off center or what is needing attention. And then after that verbal intake session is a, an energy healing session. And so then the client would just lay down, they can turn off their phone, I turn off my phone and I do a healing session from my house, they're in their house. and. Um, I can go into that another time how that's actually done, but th that's how that works. And then at the end of the session, I would text them and they could respond with a call or a text so that we could close the session once they're done absorbing the healing. So um, those are two things offered and that can be found along with my contact information on my web page. So it is V-I-B-E-R-I-G-H-T, vibrite.weebly.com. And yeah, I would recommend looking there. And I can put that in the show notes too. Okay. And I just want to encourage everyone because I was a little bit skeptical about doing, um, well, distance healing kind of things. Yeah. I have done some of the sessions uh, virtually, you know, over the phone, and they've been so powerful. Like, yeah. I'm just like, don't let that stop you from doing, you know, right now with what's going on in the world. Like, yeah, well, you can get this incredible healing and it's very powerful. So yeah. And my sessions are on a sliding scale. So whatever's comfortable to the person. And if it is new to someone, I always I'm open to having um, to offering a free first session just so they can try it, especially if it's distance and there's maybe some you know, skepticism on it, you know, how it might go or what it is. And um, a lot of this is, you know, it's healing work and it's and it's encouraging someone to feel better through using the tools that have worked for me. Um, but also, it's about understanding what those tools are that they could use and gaining the vocabulary around what is healing touch and what is distance energy work. So you're such a great instructor. Thank oh, you thank for you all so you do. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's been so fun visiting with you today. I hope that you come back soon. Thank More you. More to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it.
Thank you for joining us today on this journey of exploring energetic healing modalities. I hope you found something magical and nourishing to incorporate into your daily self-care and wellness routine. Please share with friends that could benefit from this podcast as well. Please check the show notes to learn more about our guest. Do you know that rose oil vibrates at one of the highest frequencies? That means that it can raise, raise our vibration. Plus, it smells amazing and it's fabulous for our skin. Get your rose oil and other essential oils at laurielashan.com. Until our next episode, live in your highest vibration.